0: Hello, Stephen.
1: Hello, Erica.
0: We have watched parts two, three, and four of The Massacre.
1: Rolled right through it. Thursday night marathon, mm-hmm. bordering on a long weekend here in Canada.
0: That is true. And since I've actually been homesick for a couple of days, it's a, <laughs> it's a long weekend. It's a week off for me, only not in a good way.
1: No, it's like eight days away from work by the time you actually go back to work. Right? Uh, well, you did go a little bit. You came homesick one day, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. I worked a day and a half in a week. That's it.
1: A day and a half more than me. <laughs>
0: uh, fun employment.
1: Fun employment. So we thought we would just sort of go, yeah, the Oilers aren't playing tonight. Baseball season's over with. Mm-hmm. We did Boomtown. We promised that when the next one we would do would be the Massacre. Mm-hmm. And we just kept kept on rolling right through them.
0: Yeah, I'm actually feeling well enough. I apologize if there are still sniffles or coughs or something, but feeling well enough to sit up and watch three whole episodes. I mean, we had pledged to watch just the one, and once it finished, I was like, no, let's do another one, and same thing after the next. So, yeah, it was it was good.
1: Why so were you so eager to move on, I wonder?
0: I just really like the friggin' massacre. Yay! I do- I. Apparently, I I get the impression that I'm somewhat in the minority with that, no?
1: No, I just, uh, given its somewhat grim nature, I think I was wondering what you would think of it, that's Mm -hmm. all.
0: And I know Deb is not a fan of it because she feels like it's uh, historical voyeurism, which, you know, it is. Mm -hmm. But I honestly, I feel like with most historicals, if they're actually going to tackle something that is a historical event... Uh, It has to be historical voyeurism, given the way time travel works at this stage in Doctor Who. So I knew very little about this period of history. Um, Possibly I have now been somewhat misinformed (laughs) about what happened there, but I feel like I know more about it. And I found it fascinating.
1: I literally only know about what happened because <laughs> of this Doctor Who story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's, you know, we we watched episode one well, like a month or so ago, if not longer. And so I have to admit, um, I was hoping that you would say, let's keep watching them. Because as we were watching episode two, I was kind of like trying to remember who is what and mm-hmm. what side are they on? Because I sort of <laughs> kind of forgot a little bit sometimes.
0: I'm actually really proud of myself that I didn't. I, I think I just, I liked episode one so much that even this long afterward, I didn't have any trouble picking up and remembering who were the Huguenot folks that Stephen had gotten mixed up with and who were the Catholic people who were, you know, running around the abbot and doing his bidding and the, you know, king. And I think we found out more actually in episode two about... Uh, what the King's whole deal was, which was really trying to keep the peace between, between everybody. I mean, he, he did seem like a little bit of a, uh, wussy pants, you know, scared of his mom. Not yeah. really. I, I think I don't know if this is what history was really like but given what we saw on the screen if he would have had a bit more of a backbone uh, possibly things would have gone very differently and he would have been able to uh, take some sort of steps to equalize things
1: I'll offer this modern day so to speak comparison he's a regular Tommen Baratheon perhaps Uh huh. with Cersei the Queen Mother
0: Hmm. yes wow except I think Tommen was even more spineless
1: I i i had to, i that's the nearest yes
0: I got it it wasn't Joffrey oh God no no, no. but yeah a, a Tommen who was who was actually paying more attention and not being played by you know one side or the other necessarily
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it, it, I just found it really fascinating it was just interesting all these different groups of people trying to get along and the vast hatred that the Catholics have for these people who are different. I mean, it makes me think of the U.S. political situation right now. You've got all of these white people who suddenly it's okay for them to come out in the street and say how much they hate people who are not like them in color or gender or sexual orientation or any of that stuff. And yeah, it does make me a little sick to my stomach. But ignoring all that <laughs> this
1: is yeah, a good yes, story. thankfully i I I'm I i do not think that the, the events of the massacre as Lisa's played out here where the Queen Mother and um Tavanes sort of stage a couple of mm-hmm. um assassinations essentially to rile up feelings against the Huguenots.
0: I don't know. I yeah. I I'm honestly terrified about what is going to happen in the United States over the coming Months and couple years, I would not be surprised if there's blood in the streets at some point, eventually, if things do not sort of get cooled down. <laughs>
1: <I was> gonna, <laughs> before we turn to I could I could talk more about this, but I won't. Um, just Trump tweeted tonight, he's complaining about the protesters. Very unfair, like your basic standard convention, not convention, election mm-hmm. run-up tweet. He hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. He's still complaining. It's very... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who.
0: Doctor Who. So
1: the Abbot of Amboise looks like Doctor Who.
0: I like that. I like the fact that this was there was a neat little um, uh, mistaken identity plot, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't one of those kind of wacky mistaken identity plots. Where they're making jokes out of it, and the two characters who look alike know it and are like trading places and stuff. And I mean, I kind of like that too. Sometimes, uh, you know, like look at Black Orchid. That was that was kind of fun. But here, it was just totally circumstantial. Kind of like their entire business in in Paris at this time it's just everything is sort of incidental and they're just kind of trying to get back to the TARDIS and get out Uh, although Stephen does, he's got more to do because he's trying to stop somebody from being murdered at the same time as he's trying to find the doctor and then for a while he thinks the doctor is dead which is like that's a That's kind of a dark and sad thing. I mean...
1: Episode 3 ends mm -hmm. on a cliffhanger that the Doctor is dead, you know, because Steven's basically saying, that's the Doctor. We haven't seen anything to sort of convince us otherwise, so,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that must have been scary at the time. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, he wanted to find the key so he could get back to the TARDIS, which makes me think he knows how to pilot the TARDIS or thinks he could figure it out um, to go somewhere else i guess his plan was just to continue traveling and hope he ended up at home at some point mm-hmm. i suppose that's probably what i would do i don't think i would want to stick around in paris in what was it 1527
1: 1572
0: okay i was i had Very the numbers cliff. right oh, yeah, yeah. Just flipped around
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um I think the original version of this, and this is the, this is a subject covered in my interview with James Curry Smith, who wrote the book about the massacre, who did a great deal of research, because the novelization is very different. John Lucarotti Lucarotti wrote the novelization based on his original script, I think, Mm -hmm. um which they don't have. There, there's no copy of the original script because I think Luke Garotti got rid of the original script soon after he wrote the novelization. So we have the novelization, which is ostensibly somewhat based on his original script, where there is an actual connection. It does. I think I don't know if the Abbot of Amboise dies, but he um, he's certainly... That connection between him and the doctor is played up a little more mm-hmm. and I think it's basically revealed that yes, the doctor is the Abbot of Amboise or something like that or they've been doing some, you know, your standard double act, kind of like okay. the enemy of the world in a way um, and they escape that way. But that was changed for some reason in the televised version probably towards the end, probably by Donald Tosh, the script editor, um, when various changes needed to be made for whatever reason. So... What you know it is it is left a little you know at the end of the day you think the only reason to have the Abbot of Amboise look like the Doctor is to basically fool Stephen for a little bit and give a bit of a cliffhanger for episode three but we never find out where the Doctor has been in Paris for like two whole episodes he just sort of shows up and says yeah I've been here Mm -hmm. and that's it
0: well I I disagree a little bit with your thing about the only reason is for him to think he's dead. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a, a good portion of what's what's going on with Stephen, his little, his plot line, is actually kicked into gear by seeing the Abbot of Amboise from the window and recognizes him. That's and true. then um, the other two fellows, uh, Mus and the other guy uh think think he's
1: (laughs) we've been reading the scripts sometimes they're referred to as like uh on the subtitles on the screen is like gaston is his first name and in the script that we were reading along it's his last name so Mm -hmm. i sometimes i had trouble drawing the two together anyway
0: yeah same same here Mm -hmm. um so anyway they think that he might be a spy a catholic spy because he knows the abbot and he's insisting that he that that's not the case that it's You know, if that's the abbot, then it must not have been the doctor or maybe the doctor is pretending to be Mm -hmm. the abbot because actually that is legit a thing the doctor would do. We Mm -hmm. saw him pretending to be somebody else in the Romans. Um, You know, he's that's that's just sort of his style. Uh, So the fact that Stephen ends up going to Presland's shop accompanied by Mus, and then having to run away from him and and all of that stuff is... Mm -hmm instigated by the fact that the doctor does look like Prislin, or not Prislin, like the Abbot of Amboise. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest kicker we get is definitely the cliffhanger where he thinks the doctor is dead. But I do agree um, that (laughs) that the doctors, whatever he's been doing in Paris, has been really just left open-ended. So I assume that that is a big chunk of what has gotten cut out, but I'm okay with that. I mean, it would be nice to have what the doctor was doing filled in, but I really am Pleased. I feel like it's just a refreshing change to have such simplicity in the Abbotts' storyline. Like I, I just I don't want all of that extraness in in this particular story. I think it's I think it's nice. If we would have gotten a one line explanation that the Doctor was hiding out with Presland somewhere, mm-hmm. that would have been maybe slightly better than what we got. But hey, leaving a nice gap like this, that is just leaving it open for you know the fanfickers or <laughs> big, finish big finish or yeah. the novels or whatever.
1: Uh, I think it's probably a testament to how he was being treated with the production team, you know, being written out of large chunks of episodes 11 and 12 of Doc's master plan before this. He was on holiday for episode two. So the one scene that he's in, it's on film, um, that it was pre-filmed. And then he only appears as the abbot in episode three before showing up um, for episode four. So that, that might be another reason why mm-hmm. things are sort of rewritten to sort of minimize because... As we've said, uh, the production team and he were not getting along at the time, so they might have been minimizing his role.
0: You know, I, this makes me wonder, is part of the reason that I like this story so much because the Doctor is in it so little? Because while he has grown on me, and I appreciate him more than I did, I don't think that this will ever be the Doctor of my heart in any way. And I feel like Steven right now he is the companion of my heart. I I am a Stephen partisan. I like that guy. So getting to see him run around and not necessarily be heroic but just just be a regular guy trying to get the job done, trying to you know not ruffle too many feathers and he doesn't do anything particularly stupid uh which is nice because sometimes the companions get to hold the stupid ball mm-hmm. and and he doesn't. So just among all of these people who are living their daily lives, which are so difficult and filled with intrigue and and fright and fear it this this story really spoke to me I quite quite enjoyed it, and I felt like because there were no there wasn't a whole lot to it in terms of fantastical sets. Like, you know, I know that it takes place in Paris in yeah. the 1500s. You know, we get some some shots of, of the rooms and the, the streets that they are in. But even if we didn't have that, I feel like I could picture fairly well the kinds of sets and stuff that they're in. Uh, we get some uh, still shots of the people who are talking. I feel like this is a perfect one to be a missing episode because I can fill in the things that i need to fill in pretty easily in my head whereas if it's you know something like i don't know marco polo where you've got all of these elaborate sets and they're it's changing all the time and they're in different places that suffers a lot more in comparison mm-hmm. so i mean while i would say that the uh, the massacre here is is up there with some of my favorites of what we've uh, seen that are missing so far i wouldn't I wouldn't campaign to have this be one of the ones to come back right away because I feel like it's just an awesome story as it is even now. And certainly it would be fun to be able to watch it, but I don't think it would add as much as it would if some of the other ones were returned and I could see those instead.
1: I will disagree with you on that aspect in a little bit once we get to it. But first... I want yeah I know about the about the episode staying missing um but for uh what do you, what did you think about the doctor's reaction once he finds out what time uh, in history that he's at uh shooing Anne off to hof- hopefully in his eyes go home so that he and Stephen can just sort of vamoose out of there
0: you know, I expected to be really judgy at him, but the doctor didn't spend any time with this girl at all. Mm-hmm. For all he knows, Stephen didn't. Like, you know, she has not become part of the team in any way that he would know. Uh Stephen, you know, probably would think that. But sending her off to go home as opposed to taking her along with... I mean, were we supposed to think that the doctor knew she was a Huguenot instead of a Catholic? Like, would he have known that even? Maybe he would. Maybe we should assume that he would have known. But I don't know. Yeah, it would have been nicer to say, hey, we should take this girl along with us. But... At the same time, she has an aunt. She has family that's there. You know, what if she was somebody who was going to live all the way through that mm. and and not die? Then he'd be changing history in that way, taking taking her away from it. I don't know.
1: As was the original intention when they first drafted this. And Chaplet was going to be the next companion. Oh very briefly until they realize. wait a second this is the exact reason why we didn't have katarina because someone from the past would just ask a bunch of questions and stuff and would they be painted into the same corner although i think Anne Chappa was a lot more with it than katarina from ancient troy <laughs> um you know i think she would have got along but
0: yeah I think she would have been great. I actually really liked Anne. Yeah. She you know was smart enough to run away when she heard something secret and to find people to hide out with and then you know she she took her life into her own hands a bunch of times. She knew how to sneak around throughout the streets. I think she would have been a great companion. i think I think she would have been would have been excellent so mm-hmm. so i am I am bummed that that did not happen. I wish it would have i I can understand Stephen being upset when he discovers. What's, what is about to happen to her because that's, that's a real bummer. But from the doctor's, you know, big picture history point of view, I, I don't feel like it's, that's certainly not on a par with trying to bean a caveman with a rock.
1: <laughs> there is some speculation amongst uh, some fans out there that uh, when Steven and um, Anne stay the night at Presland's shop, they stay the night. Ooh. But of course we don't see any of this, so we can't really tell what kind of body language was in the playing of that scene or what was in the original script or yeah. You know.
0: That would very much make it make it make more sense that Steven decides to leave. Mm-hmm. Then yes, I will accept this, canon
1: Because he's he's torn up. Like when like, you know, we can't send her away because, you know, he's like kind of mm-hmm. you know, like sad, like they have a bit of a pointing goodbye, you know.
0: Mhm. Although if they you know, if they did go that far I might almost expect him to stand up to the doctor and be like, no, she's coming with us. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so if we accept that headcanon, okay. and then a few scenes later we get Dodo, Dodo Chaplet, mm-hmm. appearing in the uh, in the TARDIS, whose grandfather was French. Is it possible that Stephen is her ancestor?
1: Whoa! Did I just blow your mind? My mind is blown! Mm-hmm. I didn't, why didn't I think of that before?
0: So maybe that's why Steven and Dodo have such a good sort of camaraderie type relationship because they actually have sort of a familial bond. Maybe they don't recognize it necessarily, but Steven Steven might know. He might suspect. I I like this headcanon, frankly. I
1: love it. (laughs) I'm Right now, I'm just like going through the next few stories or sort of thinking like, oh, now I'm going to like totally watch (laughs) for some. <laughs> Okay. We're going to we're going to go with this. We're going to go with that. <laughs> wow. For the next time we uh, we'll, we'll, we'll watch some scenes mm-hmm. in some future episodes They'll go, "Oh, interesting, knowing what we mm-hmm. think."
0: I have rarely seen you so excited yeah. about something. Yeah. I am pleased to have have brought you a a little extra ray of light onto possible Doctor Who-ness. It, it
1: sheds such uh, a new light on the Dota era, Dodo, Dodo era of Doctor <laughs> Who, such as it is, that now I'm very much looking forward to it. Um. So the ending, uh, after Steven walks out, we have this big, huge soliloquy, which we sort of saw recreated as the sort of centerpiece where the whole thing starts in an adventure in space and time starring David Bradley and sort of wraps up towards the end there. That This is the episode where that comes from. Um, you you nodded along like you knew that. All right, what what did you think of that speech?
0: Um, it was fine. I think that's a part where I would have needed to see the uh, the actual pictures for it.
1: That's where I was going to come in with the I if if I needed to see one episode, episode four, yeah. because they also apparently according to the script they're a little like. Um, like woodcuts that we saw of the massacre, that was actually in the script. That's how they actually played it out on the actual um, screen during the episode. Anyway,
0: grim. Yeah. Grim. Yeah. Well, better
1: than actually showing people getting <laughs> slaughtered. Yeah.
0: Very true. Very true. But I mean, they could have just, you know, not showed anything and talked about it very briefly. Right. But yeah, I mean, his speech was fine. I feel like it may have let me down a little bit because I saw it for the first time in an adventure in space and time mm-hmm. where everything is very heavily weighted and, you know, just, I mean, that's, that is a, a movie that is designed to kick you in the feels. Mm-hmm. And I think this, just especially with no pictures and without really understanding, like, why the doctor did what he did and why Steven did what he did, I mean, it all works out just fine, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't, the motivations aren't super, super clear. Um, or maybe maybe not to me, anyway. So I was just kind of like... It just struck me as a little a little bit melodramatic. You know, the doctors. Oh, poor me. Which I, I don't blame him for, because, mm-hmm. yeah, he did get left alone. This is the first time we've ever seen him by himself uh, in the TARDIS. So that's, that's sad. Um, although I did think it was weird that Stephen just runs back and... Were the police after him? What was... I didn't get it.
1: Uh, I don't... I can't remember now. Um, But he knows there was sort of a situation. Mm -hmm. I like that his first instinct was to go back, you know, Mm -hmm. and get the the doctor because something's up. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah.
0: So do you basically think that the doctor took off at Stephen's behest without kicking Dodo out because he was lonely?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell, you know, the way he plays it. You know, like he actually you know it, it shows a lot about how uh, at the very beginning an Earthly child the doctor like you know once you've been you know get out you know we have to take off now no one can know about the tardis or anything like that. he's very secretive you know he literally like within two sentences um of meeting dodo he's telling her what the tardis is and everything and you know and he's like drawing similarities to the between dodo and his own granddaughter which is ironic because um jackie lane actually um was on the short list to play susan three years ago so it might have been an in joke um so i yeah i definitely think he was a Mm -hmm. little bit lonely yeah
0: yeah that was my thought too because obviously steven didn't realize that she was in there or he would have said something Mm -hmm. um but yeah which is super super selfish on the doctor's part because i mean he ended up lucking out that Mm -hmm. Dodo doesn't have family except for an aunt who is just not going to care about her. Um, although she ends up back with her aunt anyway. Hmm? Uh, spoilers yeah. for future episodes where I will be cocking my my head to the <laughs> side right. and looking sideways at that whole nonsense. Um, but I do think that it was a huge, the, like, the doctor has not grown as much as sometimes I think we would like to think he has. If he's willing to just whisk somebody away from their life with a good chance that they will never get back to it.
1: Well, this is this is how companions were brought on board back in those days. <laughs> like, you know, you have no parents, no life of your own. Come on, <laughs> like Vicky had nowhere to go. Right. For instance, Stephen is like a prisoner in the mechanoid city, has nowhere to go. He's a companion, you know?
0: Right, and those things were known before they took off with a doctor. Right. In this case, they take off and find out afterwards <laughs> that she you. happens right. to be able to, you know, fit into that mold. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have been she could have been the mother of toddlers or something <laughs> like that and just been pulled away and mm-hmm. what are those poor kids going to do? She was a single mom, she had two kids. I mean, maybe oh, she Oh, no, no,
1: no, that didn't happen back in 1966.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Improper. Mm-hmm. Uh, a widow about that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it didn't turn out that way, so he was lucky. But that just that just shows me that the doctor is still really up for himself for mm-hmm. the most part. Especially at this point after being so woe is me, after thinking he was completely on his own. Um, so I mean I guess in the end, it works out nicely that Steven popped back in and instead of just being taken to the next place and dropped off, now he's probably going to want to stay because there's somebody else in the TARDIS and, you know, well, somebody he's probably related to. There you go. So
1: It's sort of like, yeah, he's like, oh, well, maybe I guess Dan did survive. Therefore, everything's okay. Let's go traveling around again. The doctor, he didn't really want to leave. He was just... Angry and upset, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was having his own kind of temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't have made a ton of sense for him to just leave without knowing what he was getting into. Right. It, it turns out he probably would have gotten by okay in London in whatever year it was. That
1: probably present day, sixty six, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still super olden days for <laughs> for Stephen. Right, but. He would have been okay, I guess.
1: Uh, I'm just going to mention how ironic that um, you know, uh, just randomly, he land the doctor lands in 1966. Uh, Originally, in the location footage. which they shot, of course, the same day that they made Daleks uh, Master Plan* on episode 11, I think it was, when they realized they needed two TARDIS models and they only had mm-hmm. one, so they used the, the shoddy mock-up um, that you see on various publicity stills of Dodo. That's mm-hmm. the one that's actually on location. During that location shoot, they wanted to get William Russell and Jacqueline Hill to do a walk-on oh. as Ian and Barbara walking by. Oh, my God. Wow.
0: That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. yeah, And kind of heartbreaking at the same time. Got a
1: little misty there, I think, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe it's better that it didn't happen because that would just break my heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Imagine if you saw them walking off in the distance or something, the doctor did, or mm-hmm. or they just missed each other or something like that. Oh.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't like that kind of, you know, no. just missing each other sort of thing. That drives me nuts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, never happened. Nope. So... Dodo's off into the tardis and next week we get moving images again full-on existing episodes for the next four episodes how about that
0: really yep cool What? Yeah. what's next you can tell me it's
1: the best. steel sky which is episode one of
0: i don't know that's what i want you to tell me
1: the Ark. have you seen the arc before
0: i have not seen the Ark. i don't think oh
1: i'm, I'm excited. so excited
0: <laughs> whoa Oh, my God. Because well, it
1: exists and it's something you haven't seen before. <laughs> so, I mean, recons are are one thing. If you haven't, like, heard or seen the recon, then, the, you know, I've I've seen the recon, but I haven't seen the episodes. <laughs> I feel like we're on kind of similar ground, but uh, for a new episode to you that mm-hmm. actually exists, so it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I have. I mean, like I always say, it's possible that I have seen it, mm-hmm. like, when I was little. I know enough about <laughs> what happens in it to to know that it doesn't sound familiar mm. so so yeah it'll be exciting
1: it'll be very exciting so thumbs up to the massacre though
0: oh yeah definitely huge thumbs up i really liked it
1: Hooray! Right. all right um next one whenever that will be mm-hmm. is the arc
0: Woo-hoo. goodbye goodbye <laughs>